If you're listening to this, two things are true. You are alive today. You will die one day. That is the universal truth. My first friendly encounter with death was very interesting. One day my best friend and roommate at the time left for work in the morning. I remember I was doing the warrior pose on my yoga mat in the living room when I said bye to him. There were three of us living together in the apartment. We were friends from our undergraduate days and accepted job offers at the same company. This was back in Mumbai around 2011. We used to take the local train from Mira Road to Gurgaon. By the way, if you haven't looked at uh, how locals commute in Mumbai, uh, check out YouTube for uh, Mumbai local train during uh, peak rush hours. Anyway, that friend I told you of earlier, he never came back from work that day. Coincidentally, the next day was his parents' 25-year marriage anniversary. They called me in a semi-panic mode because their son never called them. This had never happened. I went on a search for him with the help of the local law enforcement for 50 hours. Nothing. This was now the third day of him going AWOL. I had almost wrapped up posting 300 of his missing headshots uh, on the street poles. And then I got a call. I was asked to meet up at the Daiser railway station. An officer led me to one of the platforms. Uh, I was anticipating what was to come next. One of the cops who stood right across from me pulled the white cloak and there he was. My friend, he was lying dead in front of me. I looked at his dead face. I was horrified. But I remember there was no sound coming out of my mouth as I cried. Only 6 months ago we had kickstarted our career after college and now he was gone in thin air. Life indeed is ephemeral. I learned that day. I broke the news to his family and our common group of friends from college. We had his funeral. Life went back to normal, or at least that's what I thought. But after 9 months of suffering, I took an exit. I figured it would be easier for me to start from scratch. So I moved to the US to attend graduate school and more on what happens in the US later. But let's look at the five most common regrets of the dying. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I had had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. I wish that I had let myself be happier. This research on the topic regret, regrets uh, of the dying leads to an interesting question. So instead of having a list of regrets when we are on our deathbed, what if we optimized our lives to not have any regrets? Jeff Bezos, you probably have heard of him or at least to use one of his products in your day-to-day. He left an interesting trail on this topic with his regret minimization framework. You can uh, find me have find him on YouTube saying this, uh, but I quote, "So I wanted to project myself to age 80 Looking back in my life, I want to have minimized the number of regrets I have. I knew when I was 80, I was not going to regret having tried this. Having tried to participate in this thing called the internet that I thought was going to be a really big deal. I knew that if I failed, I wouldn't regret that. But I knew that one thing I might regret is not having tried ever, and I knew that would haunt me every day. 
So when I thought about it that way, it was uh, an incredibly easy decision. Amazon, as of this writing on May 3rd, 2020, is one of the only three companies in the world with over a trillion dollars in market cap. Having experienced uh, the death of my friend closely and considering the fact that uh, death happens to all of us, I figured it would be wiser to reverse engineer death. As an engineer, that's what I did. This may sound silly, but uh, have you ever put some real thoughts on what you want people to talk about at your funeral, that is, uh, your eulogy? I wrote mine after my 28th birthday. I revisit it every quarter to see how I'm doing. Uh, you can, I'll, I'll play it for you below, so or you can just skip straight to the exercise to write uh, one for yourself. And here goes my eulogy. Ankurman acted like a bold general, marching forward no matter what. One of his primary philosophies in life that he lived by, you're either moving forward or moving backward, and staying where you are is moving backward. He would set ambitious goals, sometimes sounding irrational and absurd. But he also had an indomitable spirit. One of the things he was really good at was execution. He would not sit around coming up with the most effective strategy. He'd pick a general direction and implement like hell. His most favorite strategy, he called it doing things. Ankurman was a man with a strong bias for action. But he was also kind, thoughtful, appreciative, open, honest, transparent, and candid. It would be fair to say that he was a human being attuned to his thoughts and feelings, who balanced it well with doing things and not just talking about doing things. You could sit down with him and talk for hours straight, often about topics you care deeply about. Ankurman was a purpose-driven man, self-aware of his values, which he practiced judiciously. He was very energetic and enthusiastic, obsessed with continuous self-improvement. He had high expectations of others, mainly his inner circle, but more so he had wild expectations of himself. He once uh, gave me his secret. He said, and I quote, The reason why I tell my brain I want to become the best version of myself is because I know there is no best version of me. You never become the best. It's all about continuous improvement. It's about having an infinite mindset. And one day you just die while you are on your path to self-growth. But uh, I want to trick my brain to believe that there is this one final destination after which it can stop working hard and chill. Sometimes you just have to play tricks with your own brain to guide it to do the right things. Code closed. To some, he may have come off as too pushy sometimes, but uh, within his inner circle, we all knew he believed we were capable of much more and he genuinely cared about us. Thus, he would inspire us to raise our standards by setting his own standards higher than what the society sets for us. The guy's heart was pure. He believed that when you help someone cross the river on a boat, you also end up getting on the other side of the shore. Ankurman lived up to that. Ankurman was insatiably curious, always learning what's out there, and he used the knowledge to fool his strengths and ultimately to be able to go out and help as many people he could. Right around in his late 20s, uh, he made a significant shift in his life that was visible to others. 
He went from being a 100% achievement-driven guy to someone who deeply cared about leading with purpose, meaning contribution and fulfillment, while striving for growth and continue to stay curious and hungry. Ankurman truly lived to serve. He worked hard to share his knowledge, network and experiences with others. He found his authentic voice and he did not shy away from using it around others, whether in the business world or his personal circle. He was also a very open-minded person, willing to reevaluate his principles and ideologies to create paradigm shifts within him. Ankurman would constantly reinvent himself. Uh, it would be fair to say the guy was really intellectually humble. His take on life was that life is a series of experiments. You never really fail. It's just that your hypothesis is incorrect and you need to keep tweaking the experimental conditions and ultimately you will arrive to the results that you want or anticipate. Ankurman made you feel good when you were around him and, and talked with him. He believed and practiced that his success was in the success of others. He took risks, he celebrated failures, and he experimented fearlessly. To live inspired and live to inspire others. He was vocal about his purpose in life. In fact, he had it inked in his arms. I know, Ankurman, you're up there looking down at us and smiling. You can now rest in peace because you continue to inspire us all even after you're gone. Next, you'll hear a seven-step process that will help you to write your own eulogy. If you're up for some adventure, I invite you to do this exercise. Find a place where you won't have any external interruption from people or pets for an hour or two. Put your phone in airplane mode. Play some music in the background if you happen to have a favorite that immediately grounds you into a state of calm and peace. Now we are free. The Gladiator theme song does that for me. I play it on repeat. Now sit or lay down on your back and take three to ten or more deep breaths. Gently close your eyes and visualize yourself lying in your coffin or on top of a Lego tower of woods. Visualize yourself in the first person, that is, you're in the scene instead of observing it from the outside like a movie. Now slowly see yourself floating higher and higher up to the sky. As you go up, you see the blue sky spanning wide across with white clouds over you. See yourself elevating upwards, going through the clouds. Once you've made the journey through the clouds and have reached the top, now at a significantly higher place than where you started on the ground, turn your grace back to your funeral. And this time, focus on the people present there. You can see your loved ones, your family, your friends, the people who, whose lives you impacted are attending your funeral. Look at them. Observe their faces their emotions 
Take a moment to feel the overall energy at your funeral. Do people look sad or melancholic or do they look optimistic and hopeful? Stay there for a while. As you see and hear your loved ones, share a few words about you. What are they saying about you? Are you hearing people talk more about your achievements or are they sharing stories of how you impacted their lives in a positive way and how you've left them feel inspired, energized, loved, cared for, encouraged? Now you may open your eyes and sit back in a comfortable position. Note uh, the words you heard your loved ones say at your eulogy with a pen and paper. With the memory still fresh, let's jot down your answers. How do you want people to feel when they remember you? Jot down up to 10 feelings. Uh, below is a list of feelings uh, that I'll narrate to help you pick the ones. Absorbed, adventurous, affectionate, alert, alive, amazed, amused, animated, appreciative, ardent, aroused, astonished, blissful, breathless, buoyant, calm, carefree, cheerful, comfortable, complacent, composed, concerned, confident, contented, cool, curious, dazzled, delighted, eager, ecstatic, effervescent, elated, enchanted, encouraged, energetic, engrossed, enlivened, enthusiastic, excited, exhilarated, expansive, exultant, fascinated, free, friendly, fulfilled, glad, gleeful, glorious, glowing, good-humored, grateful, happy, helpful, hopeful, inquisitive, inspired, intense, interested, intrigued, invigorated, involved, joyful, keyed up, loving, mellow, merry, optimistic, moved, overwhelmed, peaceful, perky, pleasant, pleased, proud, quiet, radiant, refreshed, relaxed, relieved, satisfied, secure, sensitive, spellbound, splendid, stimulated, surprised, tender, thankful, thrilled, touched, tranquil, trusting, upbeat, warm, wide awake, wonderful, zestful. As you were visualizing your funeral, what are some guiding principles that you heard people, your loved ones say you live by? Jot those down, so your philosophies, your principles, 
any frameworks or systems that help your decision-making process that ultimately produced your anticipated outcomes. Write down quotes that have inspired you throughout your life to date. And then what's the message you want to leave behind for your loved ones? Only you can answer this. Where do you go from here? Death is inevitable. One moment you're here and the next moment you could be gone. But life is a choice and this is your life. It may be worth making choices consciously that are guided by your core values that drive you to take actions that fulfill your needs and wants. But how do I know my core values, you ask? Well, we'll discuss that in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. This is Ankur Mann.